welcome to another episode of Space A, brought to you by the Canadian Space Society. My name is Mahima, and today we have two very special guests with us. First up, we have Mariam Nassim, who is a space consultant. Yes, you heard that right. She is a space consultant at Euroconsult, which is a leading global consulting firm specializing in the space sector. She has an engineering degree from UT Austin and an MBA from Rotman. Fun fact, she's also a martial artist. Our second guest is Zaid Rana, who is a junior program scientist at the CSA and aspires to specialize in planetary science with a focus on instrumentation and mission design for deep space exploration. He has also completed two internships in the past at the ESA. The thing we have in common is that they're both the national point of contact for the Space Generation Advisory Council, or the SGAC. I'm going to start off with a question for Miriam. So tell us a little bit more about your background and your involvement in the Canadian space sector today. Yeah, awesome. Thanks so much for having me um, on the podcast, Maima. So yeah, as you mentioned, I currently work as a space consultant. So what that means is helping um, space agencies and companies in the space sector with economic and financial projects. But my journey in space only started last year. So before that, I had a degree in engineering and was working in the oil and gas sector as um, an engineer. So this involved working on an oil rig in Russia for a while, actually over a year, and then um, in a manufacturing center in Houston. So very technical sort of demanding roles. But um, four years ago is when I moved to Canada to do my master's in business. And since then, I was working at the intersection of um, technology and business roles. So looking at emerging technologies like quantum computing, artificial intelligence, blockchain, uh, both with a startup and then later in the financial services sector. And it was only last year when I began to think more seriously because I had always been interested in space. But to think about it seriously as uh, potentially building a career in the sector. And that's when I reached out to a lot of folks um, here in Canada and found what I do today. So it's been an interesting sort of winding journey to my path today. And then besides that, as you mentioned, outside of work, I volunteer with SGAC. And I'm sure like we'll get the chance to talk about that a bit more. And other nonprofit organizations like SADS and World Space Week Association. Yeah, awesome. Thanks so much for sharing your background. And Zaid, I have the exact same question for you. So tell us about your background and your involvement in the Canadian space sector today. Thanks, Mihima, for having us on CSS Podcast. So my journey to space started off four years ago as an undergraduate physics major when I joined a student-run astronautical engineering club called Space Concordia. It has a group of an incredibly talented students working on building planetary rovers, experimental sounding rockets to small satellites that we call CubeSats. And I had a lot of great fun working with friends in prototyping a ground station to track educational satellites to working my way on a call for a proposal by the Canadian Space Agency on a national initiative called the Canadian CubeSat Project. As part of this initiative, I worked from scratch in building Concordia University's mission proposal, which included an Earth observation CubeSat mission. And two years ago in 2018, this was announced by Canadian astronaut Jenny Seide as one of 15 national projects to be selected across Canada. This was a pretty significant milestone for me on a personal and professional level. It led me to working on some of the most major space programs on both sides of the Atlantic Ocean at the European Space Agency in Germany and Netherlands, 
and here at the Canadian Space Agency. And today I'm very involved in a non-governmental international organization, SGAC. And one of the topics I'm interested in is breaking the opportunity divide here in Canada. And I'm very excited to collaborate with Mariam Nassim as a co-NPOC. And we're really keen on collaborating with different stakeholders in working towards different ways that we can build a platform in making space more accessible for the Canadian youth. Yeah, no, thank you, Zed. It's been a, it's been a real pleasure working with you so far. I'm excited for our projects moving forward. Awesome. Yeah, it's, it, it makes such a big difference to have super excited and energetic um, peers as well who are interested in the same thing. So um, it's great to hear that about the SGAC. So Miriam, I want to dive a little bit deeper into your journey, which I find uh, super exciting. You had mentioned that you know you're kind of a recent uh, entrant into um, the space sector, but also you know you have this amazing kind of background to leverage, as you mentioned, in um, business and tech. I want to ask you, how can Canadian youth be more involved and engaged in space, and how does one even break into the sector? in Canada as you've done? Yeah, it's a great question, uh, Naima. So I guess there's sort of two ways that one can approach this. Um, the easier path, the more traditional route would be, you know, you're already in university, you might be studying something related to aerospace engineering, engineering, science, and then you perhaps do an internship either at the space agency or with an organization in Canada. And typically that might be the more linear path. But for me, I guess... It did feel challenging in the beginning, to be very honest, like coming from the outside, trying to break in. But like you mentioned, the important thing is to leverage your past experiences and skills. So know what makes you you and what skill sets you can bring to the table. So, for example, like if you know that there is business development that an organization needs, it could be across any industry, right? They also need business development, marketing, consulting, different kind of data and analytics roles in space companies as well. So you sort of leverage the skills you already have and speak to that in your conversations. And the second thing is don't be shy. Like one thing that I learned that was really important uh, from the MBA was the power of networking. Honestly, like as an engineer, <laughs> it's not something we're taught. It's not something very common. You know, you sort of just like either work in your little team or just at your desk doing your thing. But the art of like reaching out to people and making those connections, building that network, it's really critical, especially when you're trying to enter a new industry or gain a different experience from what you already have. I literally just started reaching out to people on LinkedIn, people I didn't know, people I had never met before, but that I thought were really interesting and were doing things that I wanted to do in the future. So look for organizations and individuals that inspire you and just reach out to them explaining who you are, what your background is, and ask them for advice, like how did they get to where they are today? And I find that a lot of people are very willing to share their experience and journey if you position it like that. Like don't reach out to people saying I want a job. Reach out to them just for a genuine conversation. And I found that the Canadian space sector and the community was very welcoming. And once I had like one conversation, I was connected to like two or three other people. And I sort of just kept on building off of those conversations to get to where I am today. And the second really most important thing is I, I didn't even know this before, but there's so many amazing volunteer organizations in the space sector like SGAC. And that's a really good way. And the Canadian Space Society. It's a really good way to get your foot in the door, start contributing to the community and 
having people recognize that you're passionate about this sector and you want to give back. And that really helps as well in the beginning. Yeah, the thing that you said about networking is so true. I think we also, um, Miriam, first connected on LinkedIn. And it was just, you know, such a simple message like, hey, I want to connect. And then we were like, yeah, let's, you know, talk about space on a podcast. So it's, um, it's kind of fun. And it's kind of interesting, because I guess, you know, there's nothing to lose um, by just reaching out. So that's awesome to hear that it's been super beneficial for you to just put yourself out there and see what happens. Okay, so my next question is actually for Zed. So we've said SGAC a bunch of times in this podcast. um, And I explained it briefly um, what the acronym stands for in the beginning, which is the Space Generation Advisory Council. Uh, But Zaid, I would love to hear more from you about what exactly the SGAC is, what it does, and what are the types of projects that they're undertaking at the moment? That's a great question. So as mentioned earlier, SGAC is an international non-governmental organization that aims to represent students and young professionals to international space agencies industry, and the United Nations. In many ways, it is a platform that is always looking to reinvent the status quo by infusing the diverse perspectives of today's youth in shaping the future of space exploration so that it aligns more closely with international values. And the way we're doing this includes it by having events and conferences across local, regional, and international levels, but also through 10 project groups. And these project groups are tackling a variety of topics, including ethics and human rights to commercial space and space medicine, just to name a few. And looking more closely here in Canada's national point of contacts, Miriam and I are really focused on developing a platform that would provide some sort of mechanism for today's youth in going um, from their educational or professional setting to integrating in today's space ecosystem here in Canada. And really to make sure that the Canadian talent pool is retained and used in a more constructive and productive manner. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's super lovely to hear about that you guys are trying to reduce the barrier to entry into the space sector, um, especially for students and young professionals. So that is very exciting. So on that note, I would like to ask Miriam, what is the most exciting thing or what excites you most about the Canadian space industry? And also, what's the greatest challenge that you see that Canadians need to overcome in our space industry? Yeah, it's a great question, Naima. So personally, I think in general, I feel like we're in the new space age. What excites me at a global level is um, the Artemis program, like the vision behind that, sending the first woman, the next man back to the moon. And then with Canada, like we are a key partner in this international initiative. As you know, we recently signed the Artemis Accord. So we will be participating in this and the Lunar Gateway. So we can see like with the new space strategy and the sort of direction that uh, the CSA has been going in that even with the LEAP um, initiative and millions of dollars being invested in different startups to develop lunar exploration technologies, including like space robotics, rovers, et cetera, it's a very exciting time. So the ecosystem is developing, it's emerging with the smaller players, the players that have more heritage already in the space sector. So I see a lot of different pieces coming together uh, to move forward and advance human space exploration, which is a personal interest of mine. And then beyond that, I think the challenge is sort of um, keeping that momentum going because in terms of startups, especially like with COVID, I mean, the, the landscape 
could shift a little bit. I mean, so far, we still see that government and different initiatives are helping to keep things moving. But when new space is so dependent on venture capital, it can always be a little bit challenging. Right, for sure. That's a great um, thing to note, for sure. And I think moving forward, you know, it's cool to see that governments and private companies as well um, are still kind of staying on track and staying invested. So um, that's awesome. Zaid, I want to ask you next, what is the biggest piece of advice that you would give to someone who is interested in space but doesn't really know how to begin? I would echo a lot of what Mariam has said. I think it's very important to take a step back and to really acknowledge that there's no specific ins or outs of being part of the space industry. Every skill and every background has a place. And I think it's very much a process where as you navigate across different uncertainties, where you actually end up um, finding more concretely what speaks more to your interests and values, whether it is by working different across different projects or by networking and interacting with more people, you find out, you find that you're in our compass or that you're constantly being realigned towards more and more your interest and in getting to a place that would eventually be um, your ultimate project or uh, employment opportunity. So it's really about making sure this initial um, sort of prejudicial mindset is not in place. And the space industry also has to work and make sure that it enables this development and it makes a place for everyone and for every background. Yeah, that sounds awesome. So any final thoughts? Uh, Miriam, let's start with you before we conclude the podcast. Yeah, thanks, uh, Mahima. And thank you, Zed, for those great insights as well. I think I just want to reiterate what Zed said in terms of I, I strongly believe space is for everyone. And I try to communicate that as much as I can uh, through social media or through talks, etc. So I think one of the things that I, I didn't even know last year was that, you know, there's this whole economy being built around space you have the R&D and the technology development happening but you have space lawyers you have like business development you have marketing and especially with the new startups emerging there's a lot of non-traditional roles out there so seek for it and you will find it and don't be deterred if it doesn't happen immediately persistence is key and secondly just reach out like if you want to talk more if there's any way I can help you I encourage young people who are trying to maneuver this journey just to reach out. And if I can help, I'd be happy to do so. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll leave your information um, in the podcast description as well. So if anyone wants to reach out um, to Miriam or Zaid through LinkedIn, they are welcome to do so. Zaid, any final thoughts from you? Thanks a lot, Mahima, for having us on this podcast. And once again, um, both Miriam and I would be thrilled to hear from other Canadian students and young professionals who are interested in being part of the space industry and the community. So please reach out to us. And we'd be very excited to work with you and finding different ways um, that you can be part of the space community. Awesome. Yeah, I loved hearing from both of you today. Some wonderful insights um, and some solid advice as well, I think, for a lot of young people. So um, like I mentioned, I'll include all your information. So if anyone does want to reach out or have any questions about the SJC, uh, they can do so. Um, and thank you both so much for taking the time to be on our podcast today. And we'll hope to have you back maybe another time if there's a specific topic that you would like to delve into uh, we'll surely include you and invite you back thank you so much Mahima it was our pleasure thank you thank you it was a blast thanks and stay tuned for uh, more exciting episodes from the Canadian Space Society bye <laughs>